0: morning, people of God. Oh, what a beautiful day the Lord has given us, Amen. Ah, oh, For those of you who are new today, my name is Pastor ben Parker. Welcome to those of you joining us online. Uh, we're just so blessed to have you all together, joining uh, one another, and just to God together on this beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, for those of you at home, we invite you to get your uh, Holy Communion ready, so we have some bread, some wine, pictures, following. poly, uh, our kind of confession today uh, would be great to get ready to A couple of announcements for today, with Ash Wednesday down behind us. I know there's an storm, so (laughs) a lot of us didn't get to be together. Uh, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Today starts the first Sunday in the season of Lent, a 40-day period of time that allows us to better focus on our relationship with God and with ourselves, and uh, to help promote this, to really get into it, we're going to be using the next five ways of life to do uh, a worship at the table experience. So at 6th we're going to have a free meal join us, And along with that, we're going to have a of facilitators at the table to ask questions and really sink our feet into see church together. And there's nothing you have to bring, nothing you have to build in It's just using these 40 days of Lent to really, you know, better our relationship with them. So, we invite you to come do that. All we ask is that you sign up either through our website or through that custom contact email so we know how many people you're prepared to support. We're still collecting supplies for the homeless this month. You'll see uh, those bins on your way out today. Uh, anytime you are out, your and you find uh, twin bed sheets or uh, blankets, things like that, along with any men's uh, toiletry items. Drop by. It's kind of fun to, to show up at church this morning and they were like six bags uh, just sitting in their doorstep. And I'm looking at the other guys going, like, okay, you guys drop this up? Like, no. So, you know, you can even leave it on our front step to you too. and it's still gonna be an awesome opportunity to love all those people who maybe don't feel it as well. We're also collecting items for our college gift packages that we're gonna be sending out in March. So, again, anything that uh, you come across that a college kid might like, like ramen, uh, <laughs> or uh, mac and cheese or gum, no, or pig, or new name, popcorn bags it's all fun stuff. So, uh, we'll collect like that as well. And then, let's get an answer I yeah, so I like you to stand as you are able, and before we join our voices, uh, let's we'll just greet one another, if you are at this online, type in the hello, let us know your words. to let us leave here unchanged by your love, by your forgiveness, by your word. You've given us your word to live by and to learn from, so be with us today, open our hearts and our minds to your wisdom, teach us, so that we might share your your guidance and your promises and all that we say, and you, for Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, and all of God's people say, amen. Please be seated. To Brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father, and from our Lord and our Savior and Jesus Christ. Amen. So this season of Lent, we going to take a little journey together to the heart of the Bible, to the book literally at the center of all the sixty-six books in Scripture. It's called the Book of Psalms. And there are some amazing words of wisdom, and, and harmony, and joy, and, and promise, that it's just so good for us to spend this more in-depth time on. So we'll be tackling a new song for each of the five weeks of Lent. Starting this past, uh, past Ash Wednesday, when we read uh, Psalm 51 together a beautiful prayer by King David, who needed a fresh start with God, and a fresh start in his life.
1: And if that sounds like
0: something you need this morning, then I encourage you. When you get home or later today, take out your phone, just Google Psalm 51. We read from the nrsv that's our version, but we can read the version, and just pray those words along with David. And you'll find some wonderful, encouraging words. The reason we're spending time with uh, Psalms tonight is uh, because of my recent gathering. The, the time that I've now returned from. It's fine because everyone's question is uh, oh are you rescued? Did you find rest? To which my response is always I've got four boys ages 1200 and Rest is not on the reality just right now. <laughs> maybe you know 15 years from now, maybe rest will come then, maybe not. At least not in the way that we think of rest. Right? I think there are ways to experience rest maybe just in a different way. We'll get more to that in a bit. But instead of trying to focus on getting rest, I really want to focus time on myself and how I could uh, get to know myself a little better. I've always wanted to wired to care more about the needs of others. To the point where I think it did me this last maybe June or July. I was just looking at myself going, I have no idea what gives me life, what gives me energy. Outside of the Bible of my relationship, yeah, but I don't know what gives me energy, right? I've always been, uh, what my therapist calls, as codependent. Uh, I've always cared more about the thoughts and opinions and, and needs of others than of my own. And so I spent time uh, immersed in prayer, doing some reading, some puzzles, lots of therapy. Yes, even pastors, especially pastors, need a good therapist. And for the record, you all do, too, whether you know it or not. <laughs> especially after this pandemic, I'm the first one, maybe not the first one to tell you, but we all went through a traumatic experience. You know what they call that? PTSD. Yeah. So we all need some of that. Before I started my journey of getting to know myself better, I often found myself playing in bed with an onslaught awesome of thoughts and worries and responsibilities that were flooding my brain. They were like water rushing without caution, and it felt impossible to catch any of those ideas or those issues or those problems. I lay there watching them slip right through my fingers. It didn't matter how tight my body was, my mind just kept running and running, never letting me seek rest. It wasn't to be found. It wasn't every night. But it happened enough. And I know I'm not alone out there. I mean, how many of you have ever lost sleep or couldn't rest, feeling overwhelmed or anxious about something in your life? Okay. Thank you for normalizing (laughs) me. We all do at some point. We talked about fear last week, and maybe some of those have kept us up at night. Those anxieties or worries and responsibilities so often storm our brains. Well, God knows this about us. We talked about that last week, the, the, uh, the promise that Jesus was offering to his disciples was not only to get up to be raised, but also do not be afraid. Because we worry. We fear, we struggle, we get overwhelmed, and I think I to feel that it was intentional for the book of Psalms to be at the core of God's word for us. Because God is filled with words that can help us and lead us into better places where we actually can find rest, even if you've got poor boys, they can swallow up. Places where there are words acceptable and promises of hope and of love. I mean, the book of Psalms is really a book of prayers. Prayers written in response to the hardships that we assume humans wrestle with. Prayers where we get to talk directly to God. God didn't have to make a way for us to be able to talk together, but God did. And all because of his mercy and grace and his desire to have us experience life as fullest to give us comfort, to give us power. Through all that, he's open this channel of prayer, to access him, for him to access us, to communicate, to be together. Prayer leads us to limit the, the shallow activities of life into the deeper communion of God, the deep water to do well. Prayer slows us down where we can actually rest. In the Martin Luther once said, To be a Christian without praying is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. That's how much prayer was in Martin Luther's life. And his idea of what a Christian should also be about. Prayer should be so natural, it's like breathing. In other words, prayer becomes our breath. That release of toxic worry and intake of God's life-giving, undeserved or undeserving mercy. Prayer is the oxygen that our souls can breathe in. So I'm thinking it's good that we spend some time giving a little deeper into some of these prayers. That maybe these prayers that we find in Scripture can become our prayers as well. Because it's hard to come up with the Word sometimes. Isn't it? And I think that keeps a lot of us from praying. We're more concerned about doing it the right way than we often are afraid to do it at all. Well, God gave us some amazing prayers. They're called Psalms. So we're going to, like I said, uh, tackle a different one each week. And maybe, just maybe it's going to speak to your heart. Maybe you're going to learn something that isn't where you're at today, but it'll kind of plant some seeds for some day in the future. We're going to start with Psalm 32. I invite like you to follow along on the screen. This one has a little subtitle It's called The Joy of Forgiveness, written by David. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to who whom the Lord imputes no iniquity, in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silence, my body wasted away. Through my groaning all day, long. for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, "I will confess my transgressions to the Lord," and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you at a time of distress. The rush of mighty waters shall not reach you. You are a hiding place for me; you preserve me from my trouble. You surround me with glad cries of the I will instruct you and teach you the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curved with bit and bridle, else will not stay near. This is the word of Oh wait! Oh oh! There's more! Hold on! Many are the torments of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. That's a good thing we didn't miss that last time, right? Wonderful. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. Be- Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is pardoned. That sounds funny, doesn't it? That word, happy, is such an interesting word these days. I feel like we have twisted in so many different uh, meanings. It's a destination word these days. We just want to be happy. In fact, I'm sure that There's a whole row of books at Barnes & Noble about, the, you know, the, the key to happiness. And I'm sure we could spend thousands of dollars on figuring out what it is to be happy. Well, well, I can't say I've read any of those books. We get a pretty lesson today from Psalm 32. Where David says, Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Shocking news here, right? People are happier who don't have to hide stuff from others from themselves or from God. Shocking, right? Huh. Imagine that. Hiding stuff is exhausting, ain't And by stuff, I mean anything that we have said or not said things that we have done or not done, and we feel the need to hide the truth of it so that we don't lose things or have someone else speak. Carried burdens like that before, not to dad? Yeah. Great example. I talked to a fellow dad last night. We were sharing parenting with successes, and not on the successes, because let's be honest. There are probably more blows, right? And he was telling me about how his son left his phone somewhere earlier that day. And when he got home, he I mean, obviously he knew his son was God, because he had it in his pocket. So he took it about himself to use it as a teaching opportunity. For better or worse, we are not here to judge parenting. But he asked his son, hey, uh, is your phone all charged up? To which the son was like, Yep. Yep, you know, I'm charging upstairs right now. To which the dad says, Oh really? You know, tell you what, there's a new app or or a setting that I want to check. Will you go up and get that for me real quick? To which the son
1: said, oh. Yeah, my legs are really
0: tired. I'll get it for you later. And of course the son knew, and of course the dad knew. But that son totally didn't want to admit that he had forgotten his phone and was prepared to try whatever it took to stay out of trouble. And of course, the truth eventually came out, along with a flood of tears, because holding up that lie out of fear and worry was exhausting for that child. And isn't it the same for us? It's exhausting to hold up a a false reality for whatever reason. Not only exhausting, but it needs awareness. All that pains we keep, all the burdens we carry so that others might not think that we just, you know, don't have it together. Things that we don't want to admit. We I mean, are digging our reasons. So, low. Oh, while I kept my sights, my body wasted away through the groan, through my groaning all day long. When we carry things, when we feel it like that we need to hide, whether from God, from ourselves, or from others, yeah. Our strength dries up as by the heat of summer. When We're afraid to be vulnerable with others. When we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders because we think we're supposed to be the strong one. Or because we're afraid of others, I think we will eventually break the weight of just. David really gives us some great wisdom and some hope. Because David doesn't just leave it there. He continues on. He says, Then I acknowledge my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I confess my transgressions, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you, for you surround me with glad
1: cries of the
0: To, deliver, to just give it all to God, to experience a gift of forgiveness, and to be able to give glad cries of deliverance. How many years now I wrestled with, and the greater church as well, has wrestled with this thought about having confession as part of worship. So there are some in the fold who, who decide, you know, we're always having a confession because we've always had a confession. And there are other churches that refuse to have a confession in their service because they don't want people to feel bad when they come to worship because then they might not come and say next time. Because when we confess, it often leads us to feel guilt and shame. And just that reminding us that we are bad. And the more i thought about it, the more I've come to recognize that we need time to get things off our that. Amen? Yeah. To admit that yet, we've messed up. That we have said or done something that we definitely shouldn't have. That we have hurt ourselves or hurt others. That we are not as awesome as we think we're supposed to be. That we need time to say that we are human and that we have made mistakes because this is who we are. We are not perfect. Raise your hand this morning if you have ever felt you are perfect. So why do we think we have to be? We are not ideal most days. But just as we tell our boys, you know, making you a mistake doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you made a bad choice. Right? God didn't create us to be evil. We experience it we deal with it, but sometimes we meddle with it. But that's not what we are today. And so, to have a chance to get that stuff off of our desk is huge. And this is where our journey begins on the season of Lent a beautiful reminder to be honest with ourselves with God with others to get it all out there. To live a more happy, life fulfilling life, it starts by admitting. Those things that we carry with us, the the stuff that eats us from the inside out, the burdens. To ask for forgiveness from God from the others that we have affected by our choices. Because our problem is that only after I have done that, only after I have received and while asked for, and received the the forgiveness that I so desperately crave, then and only then am I able to take a deep breath. And taste just a bit of that rest. And then get busy with it. The experience of letting go of all those burdens that we carry is truly one of the best feelings that I've ever experienced, right? Glad cries of deliverance. It's renewing, it's life giving, it's a fresh start. So, to wrap up our time this morning, we invite yes. us all take a little
1: bit of time together, along with God,
0: we are totally, brutally honest. What are you holding on to today that it's time to let go and give to God? Where do you feel you're hiding yourself to get me who you are? What is something you fear or, or have great anxieties over? What are those things that are keeping you from your life today? So, a bit of personal confession time. Spend a minute, we'll do it for a minute. Go. Let this be the first time our journey is done. Where we are just honest with ourselves, with our God. If you have an opportunity later today, where something is heavy on your heart with someone else, may God give you the strength to to talk with them about it, to be vulnerable today, to get that off of your chest, to stop carrying those things that weigh. Nothing else, as I mentioned this last week, Psalm 51, kind of tells us, you know, there's no promises that we're going to get a chance to have everything that we want through this life. Just last night, someone who was with us uh, on that Wednesday day had a a, mild stroke. Who's recovering, I know am doing much better today, I hope to see her later today, but I just it's a reality. Given any promises that we're going to have lots of time, so let's get busy today doing what we can to live. Today, you and I have given a promise that no matter who we are or what we have done, God is willing to give us a second chance through this gift called forgiveness. The other reality is that there are going to be more days and nights where the waters of worry and concerns fears will come crashing in on we'll our minds and our brains and keep us from wrapping. But today, may you give a promise of God's mercy, forgiveness, and love, no matter who you are, what do you done. Know? May you feel God bring life in your soul through the promises of his word, never failing you, never forsaking you. And here's the thing. The more that we confess and get those things off our chest and off of our plate, guess what? That leaves room, doesn't it? And God uses that to fill it with love and acceptance and forgiveness and purpose. The more we can let that off, the more God will fill us up. That's the promise today. That's what David shares with us. That's what Psalm 32 is really all about. There is joy. And asking for forgiveness because it gets it all So that we can receive even more the love of God. Not an easy journey. And it's not a life switch. I get it. Sometimes these things have been carried for many, many years. But let's tip away that. Let's continue to do what we can throughout these five weeks of Lent. The more we learn, and this isn't a self help book. Uh, it's not like if you finish this five-week course, you're going to be a perfect person. No, but you will find a life that is more fulfilling, more, I don't know, more of what God intended for us to experience. May that be our journey throughout this life. and an Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough for this opportunity. Whether we are here or watching online right now, or going to hear it later this week, Lord, or if someone just comes and talks to us and reminds us of this opportunity, Lord, you've given us this chance to hear your word and to be changed by it. For us to hear your promises so that we can live into them. So may your spirit give us the courage to ask for forgiveness, to admit those times when we have messed up, or maybe not as you intended for us to live. Maybe we've missed some opportunity that you put before us because of our own thoughts or desires or, or whatever. Lord, we just ask that you give us the courage to acknowledge these and the ears of our hearts to hear that you forgive us, that you are all about forgiveness. And may that bring in great, great, glad cry of deliverance to each of us every day.
1: We ask all this to holy and precious thing of all God's people say,
0: Amen. Please stand into our aid. Call together to follow Jesus. We now pray for the church, for the world, and for all who are in need. At the end of each little of prayer, I would say, God of grace, to respond with your heart. Let us pray. You alone are God. Sustain your church in times of wilderness. Give vision and wisdom to bishops and staff and all entrusted with ministry, especially our bishop Don Come Counsel so all who faithfully lead your people into the future. God grace, hear our prayer. You create green gardens and expansive deserts. Tend to the needs of every living creature. Bless those who work in fields and fortunes, that the world is nourished by the fruits of their labor. God of grace, hear our prayer. You know our temptations, we those who govern and let in thank them. a sense of your justice and righteousness, that equity and peace would cover all the world. God of grace, hear our prayer. You are a place of rest for all in this world. Draw near to exiles, and accompany all refugees and immigrants, especially children who travel alone. In times of trouble, trauma, or illness, surround your people with your steadfast love, especially for those that we may now, either sightly or not. God grace, hear our prayer. You offer abundance to all. Bless the ministries of hospitality in this place. Care for those who attend to the needs of others, especially worship readers, ushers, nursery attendants, small group guides, youth leaders, and our amazing volunteers. God grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, of God, and all those who believe the words, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. As I kind of gave you time in our sermon today, now we take the time together as a community to confess those times we have failed to live as God invites and calls us to live. And so I invite you to repeat after me using the words of history. God is We confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our faith. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. This is one of my favorite parts of the whole service, right? Where we get to acknowledge those times when we have messed up and failed, and then you get to hear these amazing, life-giving words today. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for us. And because of Him, God forgives us all of our sins. As a call the Lord and minister of the Church of Christ by God's authority, I there to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And God's people say, Amen. I got goosebumps today. Maybe you can't see it today, right? Woo! That's good stuff. At this time, I invite you to take out your convenient cups and grab your bed and water your fruit juice if you're at home as to prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night he was prayer, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Amen. In the night, and again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup a new cup in my blood, and it's meant for you. And for all people, for the forgiveness of sin, do this in remembrance of me. The blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, in the body of of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen you this day and allow you to live in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. "Amen"? I want to thank you for her continuing to support from the case through your offerings. The buckets are on your way out today. There'll be a QR code at the end of service if you are at home. Just know that every little bit adds up. We were able to, uh, I wanted to share this with you. I won't share the name, but I took a phone call uh, earlier this week of a gentleman who lives not far from here uh, whose furnace died about a week ago. So throughout that ice storm that we just had, uh, he was telling me that his living room was, at that moment when we were talking, was 38 degrees. And he was been sleeping with that for the last week because he just didn't have any money. And $18 was I'm just wondering if we he could help him anyway. Well, I was able to contact the first company, figure out the part that he needed, and because of your generosity and the ways that you support our ministries here, uh, we were able to pay for that part. So, uh, there wasn't a penny that came out of his pocket. And uh, he got a chance to speak till the next morning. Because he woke up warm for the first time in a while. That's because of you. So, just know that uh, you never know uh, how anything that you share or do here at church can impact the lives of others. I mean, that was life giving to that gentleman who was handicapped who had suffered a a, a spinal injury that literally has kept him from being able to walk in only two minutes. Uh, You were the gift of God's grace and love in his life this So thank you for that. May you now receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always happy. May the sun shine more upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. That is good. People of God, we have known peace yeah. and good news. And speak to God.